Hey there, CEOs. It's Brandy, and I have just a quick note for newer listeners. This show used to be called the She Who Dares podcast, but on May 5th, 2022, we changed the name to the Wedding Pro CEO podcast to better reflect my mission, to help wedding industry entrepreneurs scale a profitable business they love. The content is the same, just a more descriptive title. Enjoy the show. You're listening to episode number 75 of the She Who Dares podcast. Welcome to the She Who Dares podcast. I'm your host, Brandi Gar. I'm a small business entrepreneur with almost 20 years of experience in the event industry, and I've spent the last decade creating multiple thriving businesses, growing a dedicated team, and teaching others to do the same. Each week, I'll share an inspiring conversation or message to encourage you to follow your dreams to start or scale your business. Thanks for hanging out with me this week. Let's jump into the episode. Hey, 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 podcast friends. Welcome back to another episode of the She Who Dares podcast. I can't wait to introduce you to today's guest. Gabby Pinkerton is the CEO of Gabby Pinkerton Company, a Pinterest marketing and strategy consulting company. Gabby helps fellow wedding professionals grow their wedding businesses and attract their ideal clients through Pinterest after she grew her own wedding business, because we can events, into a six-figure international wedding planning company. You guys, I met Gabby on Clubhouse not so long ago, and she immediately caught my attention with the nuggets she was dropping as to how we as wedding professionals can really be using Pinterest strategically to book more clients, not just for pretty pictures and not just to get more people to your website, but to actually turn those people that are searching on Pinterest into paying clients for your business. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. Gabby drops so much information. So if you're listening to this one and you're doing other things, come back to it because you're gonna wanna take so many notes. Are you guys ready? Here we go. Gabby, I am so excited to get to record with you today. This is gonna be such a good show. I love chatting with you. And so this is gonna be so good. Thanks for being here. Oh, I'm so excited, Brandy. You are my new friend from Clubhouse and your name comes up in conversations all the time because I'm like, have you met Brandy? Have you met Brandy? <laughs> You're so sweet. It's so funny how close the relationships can get on Clubhouse, right? And just, I mean, I feel like, well, we're recording in January. So I've been on the app, I don't know, five weeks. And I feel like some of my best friends in the industry are coming from Clubhouse, which is so crazy, right? Yeah. And I think that not to talk about Clubhouse for a million hours here, <laughs> but what I will say is it's raw and honest conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what we needed coming out of this, you know, pandemic COVID quarantine time. Yes. You know, and like you said, not to harp on Clubhouse the whole time, but it is such an interesting app for anybody out there who's not on it. What I didn't find out until yesterday is they actually tried to launch this app three years ago. I had no idea. Really? And it did it flopped completely. They couldn't get investing. And so I want to dig into that story a little bit more. So I definitely will. And I think I'm going to do an episode on Clubhouse, but I think timing is everything, right? And also not taking no for an answer. And they kept pushing, they kept trying to figure it out. And I mean, the timing couldn't have been any better. Just like you said, we, we need a connection so bad and like raw, honest connection, not Instagram connection. I love Instagram, but correct. So yeah, it's just been so good. And, and I've met, I've just met so many friends. I'm loving it. So yay for clubhouse. And that's how I met you. And now you're on the show and I can't wait for you to teach our listeners all about the power of Pinterest. But before we get into the juicy, tell us a little bit more about who you are and how you got into the industry. Yeah. So I um, am actually born and raised in Montreal, Canada, and my dad's American. So after college, I was like, you know what sounds great? Living at the beach. So I <laughs> uh, moved over to California and that is where I started getting into events. And I will say I did volunteer for an event, putting on an event in college and I was in a marketing program. So this is where the Pinterest side of me comes into play. Um, but I loved, I, I tell people, I was like, you know, during that, that volunteering I did in college, I, this event 
consumed me to a point where I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep, but I loved it. There was like this (laughs) adrenaline rush. Right. And so I said, you know, I think that sounds like something I would like to do as a career. And so when I moved to California, I did, I volunteered with some nonprofits. I dipped my toes in, uh, being a catering server, a a venue manager, uh, an event assistant to nonprofit. Like I tried a little bit of everything. And I will say, I think what was so great about doing that is I learned what I love, but I also learned what I didn't love. Yes. And that, you know, helped me a ton when I decided to start my own business and I was able to kind of pick the pieces and create and like really craft a business that I loved. So I had gotten into the wedding industry in California by assisting some other wedding planners. And what I just came to realize is like, you know, I love being outside most. I feel a little bit trapped if I'm in a ballroom (laughs) or in like a hotel banquet room. So I decided, Hey, I'm sure there's couples out there that are all about doing everything outdoors. And how about I just specialize in that? And it obviously didn't happen overnight. I think we can all say that, right? Like we know that these success stories take time. And so I, what, what happened really is I started slowly sharing that I was like, I'm the specialist in outdoor weddings, right? Like you kind of fake it till you make it. Of course. Yeah. I love that though. (laughs) Yeah. And we booked a client that was a mutual friend and they were hosting this. They had this vision for an incredible weekend long festival style Coachella wedding in the middle of the Utah desert in Moab. What? And I know it was, this was 2016. So these festival style weddings were not a thing yet. Apparently they were in the UK, but not in the U S. Okay. And so we drive out there again. I don't really know what to expect, right? Like (laughs) this is a whole other level. And it was four days of food trucks, live bands, dream catchers everywhere and crystals. And like, I was uh, my jaw dropped. And of course I have to give credit. The bride had envisioned this on her own, the bride and groom really. You were executing it. Like you were bringing it to life. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Yes. And I think it just was a whole experience that really clicked with me. And I realized like the guests are having the time of their lives. The couple is not stressing and they were actually got married on the very, very last day so that there was like this buildup of a party right till the very last day. And the whole thing, I was like, okay, this is a, it's a high budget, right? So we're getting into a luxury market, but we're not getting into a chandelier and crystal (laughs) luxury market. We're getting to this very outdoor adventurous yogi type of clientele that I absolutely adore. And I see myself as in a way. So, you know, wrap up the wedding, had the most amazing time, slept for about five weeks. And then, (laughs) and then I did a full rebrand. I was like, as soon as I get these photos back, this is exclusively what I want to do as a wedding planner. These are the types of events and experiences that I want to create for couples. And I think there is a huge power in a website, right? You use it to attract your ideal client, but you use it to repel your non-ideal clients. (laughs) And people forget that part, right? Because we don't want to target everybody just because we don't have the capacity to serve everybody and serve them well, but we are really good at this very, very niche clientele. So, you know, fast forward now we've been exclusively focusing on these adventurous style couples since really 2016. And it's what we do. We've traveled the world with these types of weddings. We did Croatia, Scotland, South Africa, Canada, US, and it's been, I get honestly, I get goosebumps talking about it because it's been my dream job. Like I created yeah. my dream job, you know? Oh my gosh. This is so cool. So I did not actually know this part of your story. I do know what your company does, but I love hearing that it really kind of was birthed from figuring out what you didn't love and what you did love. Now your company name is cause we can events. And so is that how you brand your Pinterest as well? No, that they're separate. Correct. They're separate. Um, and side note about cause we can events. So it actually started because we, I had 
created the company. I went in to do events for causes because I had worked in a lot of nonprofits. Ah. And I was like, how fun, right? Let's do events and let's have a cause attached to it. But there's actually a little bit more that goes into that. And there's a lot less money sometimes or a lot more fundraising, right? So (laughs) it's not quite as sexy as I was hoping it was going to be. So we still give back, but we give back once we receive obviously money from clients and we give a percentage back to nonprofits. So the the name just stuck. And honestly, it's, it's still very fitting because there's very little that we can't do when we're put in this remote situation. Like my tagline on Instagram is, um, I can't sew, but I can start up a generator. So that is literally <laughs> the type of clients, like, don't come to me with your heavily beaded dress. I won't know what to do with it. Are you right. ready to start up that generator? Absolutely. So fun. So that was actually my question is, was your company name Cause We Can Events before this big Coachella wedding? It was, but it had a different meaning. Correct. Okay. That's so cool. So I hope you guys are listening. This is so great because exactly what Gabby's saying is that she realized the kind of weddings that she wanted to do. And that's the kind of weddings that she focused on. So often our websites are vanilla. They're so vanilla. And you have, you're throwing everything in the kitchen sink in there. It's like, I can do birthday parties. I can do um, chandeliers in a ballroom. I can do the acre, you know, this, this outdoor barn. But here's the thing, like you're speaking to no one because you're just like so vanilla, be who you are. Like I, I am a very traditional, timeless, classic. I work with a lot of brides who have thought about their wedding since their first words. And that's what we put on our website. That doesn't mean to say that I couldn't do a wedding that's like super edgy and, you know, or a wedding that's at a barn, but that's not who we attract. That's not really who we are. I mean, we do these big, elaborate, multi-generational weddings because that's who I love working with. I love working with those kind of clients. And so I love hearing what you're saying, Gabby. It's so important, especially from that marketing perspective and from a perspective of not burning out. Because if you work with clients that you do not align with, like if if somebody told you you had to plan a big ballroom wedding with, you know, multiple chandeliers and all the things, could you do it? Of course you could do it. Would you enjoy it? Nah. (laughs) Yeah. And Brandy, that's exactly it is. I think people are scared to say they feel like by not targeting everybody, they're telling people they can't do it. We know you are all capable of doing all of the types of events for the most part but it's doing a disservice to the client because the client goes to these generic vanilla websites and they're like, how do I choose a vendor? They're going to choose on price at that point. Right. And so that's when it lowers the price point because people are uh, price shopping because they can't figure out who is perfect for them based off of the website. So we, we remove that step and we say, we know we're higher priced, but we are so special, like so niche market. And when our clients see our website, they're like, this is my person, (laughs) right? And that's what we want to have happen. Oh my gosh. This is so great. So you guys, that is not even the direction we were going with this episode, (laughs) but that's like mic drop right there. We could stop the episode and you would be like, I just got so much out of that. So really, really think about it. And I, what I also love about the way that your story unfolded, Gabby is so often, I think when I'm working with new wedding pros, planners, especially, they're almost paralyzed by this idea that they have to know who their ICA, their ideal client avatar is the second they start their business. And I'm here to tell you guys, I tell people all the time, listen, I didn't know my ICA right away. I think when you first start out, you are a little bit vanilla because you're like, I don't really know what I like and what I don't like. But then you start to work with people you love. You start to plan certain kinds of events. You're like, this is my people. Like these are the people that I connect with. I connect with this style of wedding or whatever. And so that's really what happened to you. You started your company thinking one thing, but then you realized this is my jam. And like you said, you've created your dream job. And so it's okay when you're first starting out, figure out who you are and who you want to serve. And, and then you start to niche down, but then go all in, like go all in. And if you guys haven't, well, you probably haven't because you're learning about this now, but pop over to Gabby's website. What is the website for your planning company? Cause we're going to talk about Pinterest, but I want them to see this play out. Yeah, it's just causewecanevents.com and that's C-A-U-S-E, like a cause. Um, yeah, and we we kick it off with a video because 
And it's not even a video of detail shots, right? Because that's not important to our clients. Our clients are about the experience. So you'll see it's like a bride and groom riding in a Jeep, the back of a Jeep in the middle of the desert. And like, that is very much what our clients care about. They're like, we want the feelings behind the wedding, not the color of the forks so much, which we, we, and we know that's important because it plays into the whole style. Like if you're going to do plastic forks, it's going to defeat the purpose of doing this beautiful experience, but we, we can at least sell to them with the experience and, and deal with the details later. Yeah. Sam Jacobson says it like, I mean, he's a great, you know, sales guru for our industry. And he says it like sell clients what they want and then give them what they need. And that's exactly what you're saying right there on our website too. I've actually had, um, quite a few (laughs) advertisements that push back on our ads because our ads are always of either a laughing couple or crying an emotion because that's what we provide is we say that we provide the space for our clients to make memories because we are handling all the details. They will not think about any of it. And I've had advertisements push back on us before and say, you need to show your work. And I'm like, that is my work. Like if I show a table set up, even though I was the one who designed the space, it's not my flowers. It's not my photo. It's not my rentals. What I provide is, is the space for my clients to make these memories. So I, that's what I want to show. I want my clients to be able to look at it and see themselves in that photo. So, so important for you to know who you are and what you love and what you want to do. So check out Gabby's website. The reason I say that is because when I first met Gabby, I was like, cause we can events like this sounds cool. And I immediately went to her Instagram and I went to her um, website and she's so right. Like you can tell immediately whether you are their client or not. And both ways are great because, mm-hmm. and she's only working with people who do what she does or who, who want what she does. So I love this. Okay. So Gabby, I love your story. That was so fun. Okay. So let's start talking about how you pivoted into Pinterest because you provide Pinterest services for wedding pros. Yeah. So it actually connects directly with kind of part two of the wedding story. And so, like I said, in 2016, we had done that big, we called it wedding Coachella. It was basically the Coachella (laughs) version of a wedding fun, uh, or the wedding version of Coachella. And I as I did not know really Pinterest at the time, I had been using it like most wedding pros use it, which is a mood board for clients, right? So, or inspiration for like home decor, maybe some recipes, some workouts I'll never do, you know, that kind of (laughs) stuff. But when we got the photos back from that wedding, it it did get featured on green wedding shoes in a two-part series. And not knowing what I was doing, I was like, I'm going to go pin these photos from green wedding shoes blog onto my Pinterest board. And that looks good. You know, like, <laughs> Hey, not no, again, zero strategy. Sure. Well, lo and behold, we're now almost five years since that blog post was published live and we are still getting daily traffic to those images. So crazy. Yeah. And so one of the things that I noticed was, and this is not my main strategy because we do want to grow organically and have Pinterest link back to your own website. Mm -hmm. But part two to this is I was noticing, Hey, I am still getting traffic and inquiries. Even if I publish images from green wedding shoes website, and that's because it's a highly ranked and recognized website, right? So Google loves it. Pinterest loves their website and still people are clicking and they're scrolling down who planned this wedding. Oh, click through to my website. So we can dive into that in a little bit about a couple of those strategies, but I started kind of thinking, okay, there's something to this Pinterest thing. Like people are able to search, find images based off of keywords that I've maybe inserted into my title and my image caption. And oh my gosh, it links to a URL and I can choose what that URL is. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to dive into this. So I have, of course, have a marketing background back in the two thousands when I was in college, we were not talking about Pinterest. We were not talking about Instagram, right? So it really was self-taught at that point, but it's something, it's a platform that we've been using now for five years in a strategic business way. And it is number one traffic driver to our website outranks any other platform out there. Um, and number two being Google as opposed to Instagram. Like I, we spend some time, we get some inquiries on Instagram, but we want that traffic that is evergreen. That does not have to be maintained every 24 hours. And that's what Pinterest does for us. 
So that's really interesting. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard that Pinterest is a search engine. And so we hear this, we hear this, but we're like, okay, I mean, I still don't really get it. Here's one of the main differences. And Gabby was alluding to this at the end is that as wedding professionals, we know we need to be on Instagram because people tell us we do. And so we go to Instagram and we're constantly trying to build a following over there. We're constantly building content. And it's, it's a lot of work to put content up over there all the time. And the average lifespan of Instagram is what, 24 to maybe less than 48 hours. hours. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's brief. It's like a blip. So you're constantly having to feed it it's like a beast, right? It's like this big monster you have to keep feeding. Whereas with Pinterest, it's evergreen. So because it's a search engine, it can live for, I mean, you're five years, you, you have pins that are still getting pinned, but what's the average life cycle of a pin? I think it's, they're saying about four months, but I think it depends on how well the pin does, because do we have pins that are flops? Absolutely. But that's the cool thing about Pinterest is we can test, right? And we can see what's trending, what keywords people are liking, and there's not no harm in having having some of them flop. Whereas I think on Instagram, if you're like, I got two likes and you're like, quick, I have to archive the photo. I have to start over. (laughs) No, I think that that's really great. Okay. So I know that when I met you, I, like we said, we've met on clubhouse and I was in some of your rooms and I had you on the morning show. Cause I was like, wait a second, you're blowing my mind here. There's a couple of pieces to this, just so you guys know, I'm a student of Pinterest, just like you guys are that are listening. I love learning about ways that we can uplevel our business. So we started really understanding how Pinterest works back in the summer of 2020 when we were all bored and had nothing else to do, right? So I was like, I'm going to dig into new ways we can market our business. So we started, we've always had a Pinterest for our company, but we used to just throw pretty pictures up there because that's what we thought we needed to do. Well, then we started using some strategy and we were like, okay, let's learn how to actually do this. But we made some pretty fatal mistakes that we've fixed recently because of Gabby. And so I'd really love for you to get into maybe a couple tips and strategy that we need to think about as wedding pros in not just, you know, throwing things up and let's see what works, but what are some strategy that we can use to really start driving traffic back to our website? Mm -hmm. Great. I mean, this is the number one question, right? Because people, people still do see it as just a visual platform for mood boards. But like Mm -hmm. we said, it's all about keywords. And when you kind of switch your mindset and start thinking, oh, it's a search engine, it means that anytime you enter text on Pinterest, it has to be strategic. So the first thing I tell people is, let's take a look at your profile, right? Does your profile just have your company name? Well, let's think about that for a second. Who is going to come to Pinterest and type in because we can events? Nobody, because they don't even know we exist, right? Right, right. And that's fine. We want to get, we want them to get to know us, but we need to attract them with different keywords. So in our case, we use stuff like festival style weddings or destination wedding planner. And that gets pretty broad. So that's why I tell people like, get specific, get specific. And it goes back to the whole concept of who is your niche market? Who's your ideal client? Um, Because you're doing, again, your Pinterest audience a disservice if you're just saying wedding planner, because your stuff's going to get buried in all of this other content that says wedding planner. Now, in your case, Brandy, like what's cool for you guys is you guys are Orlando-based. So a great tagline for blush events, you know, is Orlando wedding planner. And sometimes I know we want to get creative. Like we are creatives and we want to be like, I want to be the whimsical modern Orlando (laughs) wedding planner, you know, right. Pinterest is limiting us in the number of characters that we can use. And you also have to think, well, if someone completely new to the wedding industry, right, your couples are coming, they don't know the terms that we use. They're going to start very, you know, very broad. So they're going to go, Orlando, they know that's where they're getting married, wedding planner or event coordinator or wedding coordinator, right? So we want to keep it broad in the sense of not very, um, what I call poetic words, like use the word flower instead of blooms. Um, use, use the word, um, you know, cake instead of, um, sweets, right? Like these are things that I think as creatives, we're like, oh, the sweets table, not (laughs) as commonly used as the word dessert table, 
dessert table. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So kind of stuff like that, I think is really it. it and I think when I've taught um, wedding pros that it reassures them that it's not another platform where we have to build this crazy storytelling. Yes. And I think we have to do that a lot on Instagram and maybe in stories. And it's a lot of storytelling behind the scenes, personal stuff on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. You're describing very clearly either what you see in an image. So if you have a, an image of a three tiered cake, well, your caption and your title should be something along the lines of white three tiered cake, right? And the description, something like modern white three-tiered cake with pink flowers was beautiful at this Orlando wedding venue, right? So people don't have to say Jane and John's wedding was magical because da, 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 da. We're not recapping their wedding on Pinterest. Right. Right. And I think that that's, that was the most freeing thing that we learned was that we were writing captions that were fancy and creative. And it was one daunting. And because we, I don't know if you guys know this, this is a whole different ballgame, but the number of times you need to be pinning on Pinterest is daunting. And so having to come up with these creative descriptions every time when really we should just be describing the picture. That's, I love that you just say that all the time. You're like, just describe the picture. What is the pic? What's in the picture? Yeah. Because that's what they're searching for. Yeah. And that helps with writer's block. Cause I think exactly there are not, not everybody's a good writer and you don't have to be, to be successful, right? Like with Pinterest, you literally exactly describe what you see in the picture, start there and then start to see which images are getting a lot of traction. And with that, then you can start to customize your, your images a little bit or your text a little bit. Um, and to your point, Brandy, with the number of times to pin, This is something that has drastically changed over the last, I'd say, 10 years. So when we first got on Pinterest, I kid you not, they were saying 100 pins per day. What? 100 pins per day was going to be the strategy. Yeah. And at the time, yep, Pinterest was about uh, quantity, quantity, quantity over quality. Well, now, of course, the platform has learned, right? And they... They do want to be a source of new, innovative content. And so we'll kind of maybe chat about story pins next to because it is a new feature that would be really helpful for everybody to use. Okay. But now they've set five to 10 pins per day. But with that, we're talking about new content. And it used to be the old strategy was that Pinterest, you can reuse your old pins and re pin them. So basically you would maybe have one of your boards would have five of this exact same identical pins, but you were bringing it back to life every, maybe once a year, right? Bringing it back. And that worked, that worked at the time. But now Pinterest is like, well, that's boring. Everybody sees the same old stuff. And I agree, you know, you don't go to Pinterest to see burlap and mason jars anymore. Like we, (laughs) Please, please, Lord. Don't do it. <laughs> right. We want to see fresh new content. And so Pinterest is like, great, we'll, lo- we'll change the algorithm. You guys don't have to pin as much, but give us good content, right? So now comes story pins. And for those of you who don't know, story pins is almost like an Instagram story. It's vertical images, a series of images or videos that are kind of swipeable. And Pinterest has been boosting these story pins to the top of people's feeds for the last several months. And what is different about story pins is Pinterest is really encouraging people to get creative. They want to see behind the scenes. They want to see recipes. They want to see how-tos or crafts or that kind of stuff. And for weddings, we can still use it to present a gallery. So we could say, Hey, here's an Orlando wedding at XYZ venue. And you can swipe through and see photos and kind of move along. But the difference with a story pin is it does not link to a URL. So it does not drive traffic to your website. Rather, it drives traffic to your Pinterest profile. And at first people are like, oh my gosh, this is like the whole reason we use Pinterest is to drive traffic to our website. But don't get discouraged because what we're seeing happening is Pinterest, of course, Mm -hmm. makes money through ads, right? And how are people going to see ads? It's by staying on the platform longer. So they want users to use the story pin. And once they get to the very last page of the pin, 
there's a clickable, your face is there and your profile and you click on that and it takes them to your home page of basically your profile page of Pinterest. And from there, mm-hmm. if your client or the user um, loved that story pin, then they're going to start clicking around on all your other pins. And of course, all the other pins link out to your website. So people were freaking out for a while. And I say, don't, don't get discouraged. Use them to create uh, momentum and to get yourself boosted to the top of the page and let your ideal clients find their way to all of your other boards and all of your other pins. I love this. Okay. So now not all accounts have story pins yet, right? Cause one of my company page has it for blush, but my coaching page does not. So I'm just like sitting over here, like, give me the stories, give me the stories. <laughs> Yes. So it is, it's in beta and I know there's certain countries that don't have it, but I believe Australia just got it. Cause I have a client who reached out. It's like, I got story pins. Yeah. So it takes a minute. There is a URL and Brandy, I'm happy to share this with your audience too. There is like a secret URL where you can go and request story pins. So we'll maybe put that in the show notes if you want. And it, again, depends on the country you're in. So check that, but yes, you can request story pins and get earlier access. So I'll have to go check that out. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. So Gabby, another thing that we learned, so we are talking about link back to your website, link back to your website. So we were doing this very wrong, actually almost to the point that we were making things worse for our website. That's that, you know, in the wedding industry, we get so many beautiful images from the photographers and they're like, share, share, share. So we would dump full galleries into our Pinterest and have them pin out through Tailwind. And, but Mm -hmm. we would just link them back to our homepage because, (laughs) because we were linking them back to our website, which we thought was the right thing to do. However, can you tell us why that's a terrible idea and actually worse than not pinning at all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yes, I, a, I'm glad you were testing it. And I think that's the first step, right? If you, if you, if all you have is a home page, it could work for a few pins, yeah. but don't make it your full-time strategy. So what's going to happen is basically, let's say you're a client and I always try to put myself in the shoes of my ideal client and they're looking on Pinterest and they're searching and, oh my gosh, your photo comes up and they're like, oh, I cannot wait to see the full gallery from this photo, right? They're so <laughs> excited. They click on that photo and bam, they're on your homepage. And that photo and it's siblings are nowhere to be found on the homepage. And they're like, well, where is it? And they maybe go to the galleries. It's not there. They get, where is it? Right. So they're going to bounce pretty quickly. And unfortunately, Pinterest keeps track of that. And I mean, it's unfortunately and fortunately, yeah. because those who do have the correct strategy, then they are really thriving on Pinterest and it's eliminating people who don't know what they're doing. Yep. But yeah, it's exactly, it's just uh, Pinterest wants to be, they have their client is the, the user, the searcher, not the businesses. And so they want to make sure it is the most user-friendly platform. So if users are bouncing off, then they're going to flag that pin as being either spam or incorrect or wrong link or something. And then it just falls flat and it's no, no value to anybody anyway. So sometimes people have done that where they've just linked to the general homepage, or sometimes people don't put a URL at all, which is a bummer because we don't even know who took the photo, where it came from, who's the planner. So what I recommend, of course, is linking to a blog post. And the reason is when you are writing your caption, like we said earlier, it's not about creating a whole blog post within that caption. You want to really just describe what you're kind of seeing in the image. That being said, there are a lot of vendors who do not get credited in that immediate, the immediate caption, but at the same time, the credit falls flat in the caption because it's not clickable. It's not searchable because nobody's searching for the photographer's name. So it's doing a disservice in a way to credit in that caption. Now I know some people are going to be like, but you know, I make sure to credit my photographer and that's fine. I think, Hey, if you want to credit the photographer in the caption, absolutely. But I'm saying it's not really doing anybody a service because it's not popping up in search results. That being said, the best thing to do is because we know that image is clickable, 
make sure it clicks over to that blog post. And that is where all your vendors should be credited and have a clickable website. And that's exactly what happened with us in Green Wedding Shoes, right? I was not credited in the Green Wedding Shoes pin, but you better bet that when they click through to the wedding Green Wedding Shoes website, there I was with a clickable website and it still brought traffic to our page. So when you are linking to a blog post, all your images should be in that blog post yes. and you can have at least some context to it. So people know where it was, who the florist was. Um, that's where you can tell a little bit more about the story um, from that wedding and just give more context to the people and bring out your personality as a planner, right? Like yeah. share um, about who you are and how you put this wedding together. Yeah. This was so interesting to me, Gabby, because you know I am a big I'm such a proponent of time management and only doing things that move your needle, only things that move your needle. So it, I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit of a punch in the gut when we realized that we were really doing it incorrectly, but you learn and you learn by getting in the game guys. So I love what Gabby said in the beginning of kind of her answer to this is don't be afraid you're going to do something wrong. Just get in the game because you'll learn as you go. So we are learning as we go. And at least those images were already there. So all we had to do was go write the blog post and then switch the links. Yes. And it and it already started making such a difference. But think about it as a user. And so I personally don't use Pinterest that much, really. Though, <laughs> what, what am I using it for? Home decor, of course, or DIY projects. And so... I was thinking about it when I heard Gabby say this, I started thinking to myself, okay, wait a second. I just recently redid my fireplace and I, I wanted to do it myself. I'm not a DIY person, but I wanted to. And so I went to Pinterest and I started looking up the kind of fireplace that I wanted. And I was getting so frustrated by the pins that would take me to like targets yeah. homepage. And I'm yes. like, what on earth? I wanted this specific thing for my fireplace. Why am I going to Target's homepage? Now I can't even find it. So I would get super frustrated. So it's the same philosophy is that somebody sees this one image of maybe, I don't know, even just like a bride laughing and they want to see more about this wedding and they click to your homepage and they can't find anything. They're like, what the heck? So they bounce and then your bounce rate, yep. your pins get flagged, all the things. So when people ask, is blogging dead? Mm. Here's why it's not, right, Gabby? Correct. I mean, not even just SEO, but if for no other reason, I want you guys just to hear this. This is how simple this can be. I had actually turned the blog off on our website because I was like, we don't blog and I just get so irritated by it. But here's the strategy that I, I really want you guys to hear from this, how simple you can make it, okay? You can just literally blog the real wedding. You don't even have to make it like, 10 paragraphs long. Like it's just intro, a couple details about the wedding vendor credits, like move on. That's all you're trying to do. So that when you pin this wedding that you can now get traffic back to that specific blog, you've got all the vendors listed, just like Gabby said, you've got the full gallery there. And now they're like, Ooh, I really like this planner or I like this DJ, you know, I like this florist and they want to see more. And so one of the things that we've been really working on too, is making sure that our blog is super clickable. Meaning like, even if we say, you know, Ashley and John, you know, booked us for full service design, click yes. to our services page, right? So you want to yes. make it so easy or always click to book a consultation towards the end of the blog yes. and like really make it so easy for them to maneuver your site, but it doesn't have to be these long drawn out blogs. And oh my gosh, it doesn't. So I, I mean, Gabby, the, how much you've changed our strategy with Pinterest has been so amazing because now we're like, okay, well, we'll just make a real wedding blog. We do two a month because we have enough weddings to do that. But even if you do one, yeah, one a month, you know, you can pin the heck out of that thing. And that's something that you told us that was really cool too. Like if we get 200 images from the photographer, that's 200 fresh pins, but they all link back to the same blog. Correct. Yeah. And a couple of things you brought up. So I always tell people you're blogging for Google, not for your clients. Yes. And that's why it's not dead. Is anybody going onto our blog and refreshing every Monday to see what no. we wrote? No, <laughs> no, they are not. And so don't take it personal. We're blogging for Google. 
And a few reasons why the blog is important is Google wants to see a website be updated regularly. And I don't think any of us are going to go to our about page and be changing (laughs) that every week, right? We're not going to go to our permanent galleries and be changing those every week. So what's the best way to keep a website updated is with a fresh blog post, right? So Mm -hmm. Google is super happy. They're like, this is a legit website. There's actually traffic that is going to this website from Pinterest. It's real. We're going to keep this website going and popping up higher and higher in our on our uh, list. Yeah. First of all, write in your voice. Do not write, you know, like it's not you, like you're a robot. Nobody is judging you on your writing. In fact, we use abbreviations all the time. We're like, "Hey, girl!" I use exclamation <laughs> points. Yeah. So blog how you would talk. And yes, to your point, Brandy, I think you know we recommend three hundred to five hundred words, but that's mm-hmm. like that goes fast. That is so fast. An intro, some talk about what the ceremony was like talk about what the reception was like and talk about the details done, 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 but make, make that your template for every feature that you do. And then we say, yeah, add about 15 to 20 photos on the actual blog post. All of the other image, like you said, that are from the gallery, those can get uploaded directly onto Pinterest. So we're not saying put those images, put 200 images on your blog post. We're saying put 200 images onto Pinterest, but link it back to that one blog post. So it's totally fine to have a image on Pinterest that's not on your blog post, as long as it's related to that same wedding, you know, because sometimes we know photographers will take different angles of a certain photo and we don't need five angles of the cake on the blog post, (laughs) right? No. So I think that helps people understand the blogging. And what I will say is what happened with us too, is a lot of people were coming to us for Pinterest strategy my job as a Pinterest strategist is to drive traffic from Pinterest to your website. Now, what happens on your website is up to you, the business owner. So if you don't have a blog and I can dr- I, I tell them, I preface it by saying, listen, I don't know if I can take you on until you have a blog because I don't want you to get bounce backs from Pinterest and get flagged there and get bounce backs from Google and get flagged there. So have a blog and let me drive traffic. Now, what you said was, gold, Brandy, because you have to also make your blog post actionable. Are there clicks to take? Are there call to actions, right? Or is it just words? And then people are like, okay, I read it. Goodbye. Get them to do something, get them on your email list, get them to schedule a console call, get them to do something. So I can't right? We have to have an optimized blog post. And so that's what was happening is a lot of our wedding pros are like, that is so much for me to take in that I said, well, let us, let us blog for you because it is so directly connected to Pinterest. And I know the Pinterest trends that are coming up. Therefore I'm going to translate them to a blog post so that it's like this perfect free flowing circle of blogging and Pinterest, and then get actions to be taken, uh, on the blog post too. Oh, I love that so much. The actionable steps within the blog was really a game changer for us. And now that we know how to write a blog, I think that's what I want you guys to hear the most is it's like, when you know better, you do better. And really it can be so simple. When What Gabby was saying is kind of like have a template of how you write your blog every single time because no one's binging your blog, you guys. They're not like, like Gabby said, they're not coming back every Monday and being like, how creative was she? (laughs) They're getting there. They're getting there from a pin and they might read one or two other blogs, maybe if you're lucky, but really the whole point is just to get them to book you. I mean, that's actually why you're getting them to your website. So use the same template for every blog, change up the details, obviously per wedding or write educational posts, you know, so now we do two educational posts and two real weddings per month. But again, I have a team that can handle that. Do not feel like you have to post four blogs a month, but educational posts are great too. You can make 20 different graphics all for the same educational blog and pin them all back to that one blog. So there's different ways that you can really use Pinterest to drive that traffic. Just make sure you're driving them to that specific page, I think is is kind of that. And to pick what you want the action to be, because I think if you also have like 12 actions for them to take (laughs) on a blog post too much, too much. So pick one thing you want them to get out of Mm -hmm. that blog post. Um, and that helps people like right away do said action. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Gabby, this has been so good. Just getting to kind of pick your brain and help people to understand the user function behind Pinterest instead of using it as a vendor, 
thinking through your client journey, how they're using it, what we want them to do and leading them to that end result of making a consultation. That's really what we want them to do (laughs) is book a consultation. Yeah. And that's what Pinterest, I mean, we have to think this is not a platform we own. So we have to kind of play by their rules. And that's what Pinterest wants us to do. They want us, the business owners to be content creators, to provide new and inspiring content for the users, and then make it as easy as possible for users to either replicate the content or, you know, create whatever you were showing them or get more inspiration on your website. So you do have to think like, what does the platform want me to do in order for you to be seen as the best on the platform? So good. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Gabby, tell everybody where they can find you because you do so much education for free on your platforms, um, on Instagram and clubhouse that I've even been watching, but you also do done for you services and like teaching people how to use Pinterest if they want to manage it on their own. Right. So tell us everywhere people can find you. Yeah. I am. So I do hang out on clubhouse every so often, but I don't have a set schedule, (laughs) but, um, Instagram is Gabby Pinkerton and I do a weekly free 15 minute live Q and a. So I really tell people use that as a coaching session. If you have a very specific question about your profile, come on the live ask me in the chat what your question is and I will answer it. So people can definitely do that. And then, yeah, our services, we have the done for you side, like you said, because we've come to realize people, wedding pros, especially they 100% understand the value of Pinterest and how it's a huge market for the wedding industry specifically, but there's no time in their day because I understand like as a CEO myself of my wedding planning business, my goal is to be a salesperson, right? Like I am the best person to make a sale. And Mm -hmm. so a CEO of a business should entirely be focusing on sales and of course, planning the weddings that they need to do. So we said like, let's take that Pinterest side. And I have a whole team dedicated to pin designs, caption writing, and I do the high level strategy for the clients. So we do both Pinterest management and blogging management or separate or together, depending on how much support (laughs) they need. So for anybody who we know wants to do it on their own, you have a team maybe that you want to train. We have our course kind of version 2.0 that is actually now available for you guys to grab. And what we did is for anybody who was interested in our Pinterest course before, who maybe didn't get it, the 2.0 version, uh, we added a huge blogging portion to it. And we found like, just like we were saying, Brandy, blogging is really essential to creating that complete Pinterest strategy because if you want to convert viewers into sales and paying clients, you need to convert them on the blog post. So we've added that into the course. It's now available and it's actually on my website, gabbypinkerton.com. But if you guys want more free tips and tricks, like come to my free weekly live Q&A on Instagram, that's all at Gabby Pinkerton. How fun. Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay. So we have that all linked for you in the show notes. You can grab Gabby's course. You can reach out to her for done for you services. If you're just like, yeah, uh-uh, I don't want to learn it. I just want you to do it. And we really do it both ways. You know, like we, our blush team has learned a ton from Gabby because we do have somebody on our team that handles it in-house, but then Gabby does all of my services done for you for my coaching side. So there's lots of different ways that you can work with her. And Gabby, you are such a wealth of information. I appreciate how transparent you always are and just how free you are with like, I love Pinterest. Let me tell you how to use it. So it's so great. And I'm so thrilled that you were here today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you, Brandy. This is awesome. Let's, I obviously I'll catch you on clubhouse every morning. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay. So my head is still like swirling with all of these things that Gabby says that we can do to drive traffic straight to our website and get clients to book right from there. This is just all Pinterest and blogging. It's blogging is not dead. You heard what Gabby said. And you know what, guys? It doesn't have to be as hard as we've made it. For so many years, I didn't want to blog because I hate writing. But really, if you just create a simple template for yourself or even for a VA that you can outsource it to or to Gabby's team, then you can just make it so simple for yourself. You follow the outline and you get to blogging and then you get to pinning because our brides and our grooms are over on Pinterest. They just are. That's a fact. So if you're not using it in a strategic way, you're missing out on a huge piece of the game. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for being here every single week. I appreciate it so much. 
if you loved this episode and you learned something from it, I would appreciate so much if you would just quickly screenshot your screen and then share it on your Instagram story and tag me so I can say thank you and tag Gabby as well so that she can know how much you loved this episode and how much value she brought to you. You guys, thank you so much. I will see you again next time. Hey there, wedding pro. Are you feeling overwhelmed, burned out, and wondering how you will ever pay yourself an actual salary from this business you're building? I get it. I'm a wedding pro just like you. I sat in this season of overwhelm and no pay for way too long. Now I own one of the largest planning firms in Orlando, Florida, while doing less than five weddings myself each year. And yeah, I pay myself a full-time salary too. And I'm not alone. Hundreds of other wedding pros just like you have gone from overwhelmed pro to confident CEO by using the proven strategies I teach inside the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator. I tell Brandy all the time how grateful I am for her. Before joining with her, I thought I was successful and I was successful, but I was working 24 seven, barely making a profit. Now, over a year later working with her, it's just been life changing. We have our Monday calls. I voice text with other wedding planners all over the nation. And it's helpful just to have someone that's done what we're trying to do. And that is what the CEO Accelerator Group has helped and taught me to do. Inside the Accelerator, you get lifetime access to the six step-by-step modules that walk you through the pillars of a profitable wedding business. The financial services spreadsheet that Brandy gives you as a part of the Accelerator is worth the price of the Accelerator alone. If you need clarity on finances, your budget, if you can hire, if you can even pay the people that you have hired, go get the Accelerator because that spreadsheet gave me the knowledge and power to make the decisions to continue hiring and growing my team in the way that I want to. But what good is all of this knowledge without accountability, community, and of course, a place to ask your most burning question. When you join the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator, you also get six months inside our live coaching membership. It literally has changed the way I do business. It has changed the way I view things. It has changed the way that I manage things. It is totally amazing to be able to sit with CEOs that have been through what I've been through, have been through the trenches and can give me the insight as to how they got through it. It doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm the only person on the planet who feels this way. No, there's tons of other CEOs that feel the same way I do. And we can talk about it, think through it, and we can learn. It is absolutely amazing. And if you're thinking about it, you should do it. The Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator is the best of a course, a membership, and a group coaching community all in one. The group has been so supportive and has really kept me sane through the busiest season I've ever seen in my career. For that, I'm really thankful. Looking forward to the next year and all the things I have to learn to grow and scale my business and super excited for the next steps. Here's the thing. You can absolutely listen to this show every single week to get nuggets that will help you scale your business. And over the course of a few years of piecing together all of that free information, you could very likely grow a successful wedding business. Or you can join the Wedding Pros CEO Accelerator today to get the proven step-by-step roadmap you need to ditch the overwhelm, build maximum profit, and step into your role as confident CEO, all in just six short months. In 2021, we did 220,000 in revenue, which I was so excited about at the time. In 2022, where we sit now, our revenue came in around 560,000. Honestly, I attribute so much of that to really being able to grow. I actually no longer take on weddings myself. I'm really able to focus and be the CEO of my company. And that's come with a lot of guidance from the Accelerator Group, all of the other incredible CEOs in that program, bouncing ideas off of each other, asking for the help and hearing from other people and what's worked and what hasn't. Just click the link in the show notes below to learn more about the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator and let's build your profitable wedding business together.